Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back, everybody. Hello. We have a very interesting and fun guest for you guys this week. Um, She's an herbologist. We talk about a lot of crazy topics. She actually convinced Mars and I to microdose. Yeah, she's just kidding. (laughs) Honestly, this, I know, I was like, I was like, are we lying? <laughs> yeah, but you know what? That's a real best friend you went with. Yeah, duh. Are you kidding? <laughs> Obviously. Um, what, told you I watched that Woodstock documentary and it just made me yeah. so... I mean, I'm already terrified of drugs, but now I'm even more terrified of drugs because the way these people acted. If you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. It's the new like three parts miniseries about the Woodstock in 1999, I guess, people basically turned into animals and it's terrifying like terrifying like I'm gonna have nightmares or like should I watch it because it's like so interesting it's it's terrifying and just like you're like what is wrong with people but like I don't think that's from mushrooms I think that's like LSD acid yeah probably a bunch of other things that like because the like I think mushrooms are just like you chill I don't know. I mean, full disclosure, everybody, we don't do drugs, despite my chill pill pillow behind I'm me. I'm dying. <laughs> yeah, no. They're not going to be able to see it anyways. Before we get into the episode, we'll do a quick rundown of our five Fs. Okay, fashion, because I, I just got back from Greece, and everyone was doing this in Greece, honestly, including myself. String bikinis that tying them in different styles yeah. and ways. I'm sure people who are have TikTok have seen it on TikTok even now like when you're online shopping if you're on ASOS or Evolve and it's a triangle bikini like a string it. bikini they show it in so <laughs> many different ways but Kendall Jenner I think started it I really like it like it's basically like you're switching up the bikini yeah more bang for your buck yeah so that's a good fashion trend and try it out the last month of summer yeah but it really is everywhere um everywhere fun I was so surprised and so proud of you, Mars, that I learned that you watched this show. Everybody's obviously watching The Summer I Turned Pretty or is done with it by now. I mean, I feel like that was like, we're a month late. But I read all three of the books and like, I was obsessed with the show. I like binged it so quickly. And I never even thought to ask you, Mars, if you were watching it or even, I remember once being like, I'm going to ask her to watch it. But then I was like, she's not going to. Like, I'm wasting my energy. I was shocked to hear you well, watched it, was, it. I had never heard of it. I think I was just sleeping. I'd heard them talking about it on, like, the morning toast and stuff yeah. like that. But I I hadn't heard of it. And, like, I hadn't heard of the books either. And then when the books Carly are so and I got, cute. I think I'm going to do the books because I want to know what happened. And I don't want to wait for the show to come out. Yeah, there's three I read them, though, so long ago. Like, dude, I think we were in high school when I read them. Oh, wow. So I must have just missed that trend. Yeah. But it was funny because Carly and I had just gone to Kios, and we weren't going out the first night. I didn't really go out any night, but, like, the first night we were exhausted from the trip, and we were like, let's watch something. And we were laying in our beds, and she was like, do you want to watch the summer? I turned pretty. And I was like, oh, is that the one they always talk about on the morning toast? Like, yeah, I'm down. Yeah. And... We watched the first episode and then it finishes and she puts her laptop away and I was like, are you not going to put the second one on? And she was like, are you kidding? That literally sucked. And I was like, oh, I'm into it. it. (laughs) And she was like, that was so corny. Are you kidding? And I was like, it was so cringe, but like, it was so cute. The first episode was very cringe. I feel like it got less cringe as you got into it or maybe you just embraced it. it. It's that's the thing. I just yeah. embrace it. Like there were definitely parts where I was like, I want to throw up everywhere. This is so cringe. But like, it was so cute. I mean, it's definitely a girl show. Like, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. It's so girly. So I girl. loved it. 
so much, like so much. Sobbed like a baby, like was wondering. Oh, I cried. But um, the show was great. The books are great. Perfect for like the summer. I'm really so happy you watched it, Mars, because if anybody doesn't know, like I'm obsessed with movies. Mars only watches like shows, but you only watch like very specific shows. You don't yeah, watch I'm- like yeah, like movies, forget it. <laughs> I no, say a movie. I don't, I don't watch like girly shows. Like I don't no. watch like Gilmore Girls, Sex in the City. Like I watch like army shows like Fauda, which yeah. is from like Israeli army. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, My mom loved that show actually. But yeah, no, you're right. That's what it is. Um, But like I sent a Snapchat in like our group chat of our friends. Oh yeah, what was that? What were you talking about? Well, like I, I was know. so upset that you like didn't rec. Do you have you ever seen the movie Sweet Home Alabama with Reese Witherspoon? No. Are you kidding? No. Bro, it's like a classic two thousands rom com. No. Oh my god. I don't watch rom coms for some reason, and I do like them, but like it is so good. You have to watch it. I will okay. gladly watch it with you because now it's like running through my veins. I'm like re-obsessed. I, the only movies I can watch like more than once are like basically white chicks, which I've seen yeah. an unlimited amount. Si- well, it's not like a similar plot line or anything, but it's similar in like it's like a feel good like that. Like you're going to laugh like it's funny at times, okay. like whatever. Um, this girl also like gets a dream proposal. Like it's actually insane. Okay. It, it doesn't exist, but you know. Speaking of really quick I don't know what I've done to TikTok but my TikTok algorithm is all like these unrealistic relationships and like (laughs) it's all those songs where it's like oh like don't settle find your soulmate oh my god yeah Yeah. like the mantras I'm like can this like stop and it's these couples that are so cringe like I'm sorry, but if you feel the need to like post a really corny TikTok and you're taking secret vo- videos of you and your boyfriend, like check yourself. <laughs> I just don't support. But you got to get out of my TikTok algorithm. I don't know what I've done, but it's my entire TikTok. Like Carly yeah. was like, oh, my entire TikTok is Bama Rush. I'm like, my entire TikTok is like, oh, couples. mine is so- not Bama Rush at all. Have not seen one. Me either. Carly's just said it's her entire TikTok. And I don't really want to see that. So like, I'm all set on that. Yeah. But- no. TikTok can be, like, either really dark or, like, really entertaining. Like, it totally depends on your algo. Mine right now is really pissing me off. But there is this one couple that I need to post. They are, like, so, like, first of all, their accents are hilarious. Like, so heavy, like, New York, New Jersey accent. And they're, like, old school Italian. So, like, the way they speak to each other. No, I crack up. Like, his name's Vincent and her name's Samantha. Are they, like, funny or are they, like, are they, like, doing a comedy thing? I find them hilarious. I feel like some people would probably find them controversial because, like, of the way he speaks to her. Like, he'll be like, Sam, you dumb fuck. Like, Are they trying to be funny? No. So what they do is they play pranks on each other. So, oh, my like, God. I've seen them. I love them so much. They're no, so they, funny. No, they're they so funny. And they're always in the car, right? Always in the car. Always in the car. Oh, my no, God. I stalk them every day. I love them. Yeah, no, they're really funny. Let's get them on the podcast. That'd be great. No, she's really fun. They're both funny. Yeah, she always pranks him. Yeah. So moving on for food. This weekend, we probably will at some point hit up Dockers. Um, Mars frequents there with her family (laughs) a lot. I'm basically there like every weekend. Okay, this is the thing. The Hamptons are very weird because it's hard to get a good sunset in the Hamptons. Yeah. If you're where the North Fork gets really good sunsets. Well, like yeah, the sun too. doesn't like the Dockers looks at the bay for yeah. the sound. Yeah, the bay. So no, it's the bay. Yeah, that's that's why the North Fork gets such good sunset sunsets and like the Hamptons tends to not unless you're in Montana. Shelter Island does too. Hit. My dad is like literally I've never met someone who's like a he's a sunset chaser he, I was just like gonna to say, say Jimmy Pan is such a sunset, he's a sunset chaser. chaser like when we're on vacations it once the sun is setting he is like in the car <laughs> driving to wherever we can get the sunset like so Dockers gets the most incredible sunsets I yeah. it, the best sunsets that I've seen like all over the world I'm not even kidding the sky turns like cotton candy pink it's You can see it from like the second it starts setting to the second it sets. Like it's so open, this like sky over there. It's honestly amazing. The food is really good. Like definitely get the lobster, the oysters. Their fries are 
amazing. Their fries are sick. Um, they have a really crazy chocolate cake dessert. Oh, do they? I've never um, had that. Amazing chocolate cake. That's uh, so and random. Their lobster mac and cheese is really good too. Yeah, it's like good beach food. Yeah, and... it's like a vi- it's like that kind of vibe. It's like chill, like picnic tables, live music. They have a live yeah. band. Um, it's really cute. I, it would be in but... cousins. I could see it being at Cousins Beach. That would be in Cousins. That's in the why summer I, like I turned it. like, pretty. It's not like for people who know the Hamptons, like some of the restaurants in the Hamptons can be so bougie. Like Bill Bouquet has a dress code. Yeah, like, like it's chill. Dockers is a good one. Um, for going fad. Katie's wearing them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we actually wear them for when we record the podcast. The over-the-ear headphones. I don't know what they're called. There's definitely an Over the head. It's like a headband, but like headphones. Beats is bringing them back. And like Beats, honestly, is also having a comeback. Like, did you see Kim Kardashian is doing a collab with Beats? Yes. I feel like Beats started them. Sony. Dr. Dre. Yeah, Sony does them. I feel like... A- I feel like a lot of influencers brought them back in style because a lot of influencers are like posting with them, either like getting free ones or like sponsored posts and just rocking them around the yeah. city. I'm not going to lie. Like I got a pair because I'm so sick of AirPods. Like they die so quick. They die so quick now that the new ones are out. I got a pair of those and like I had brought them to Greece too. First of all, the audio quality is like so much better. It's actually crazy. Their battery lasts for so long. And like I listen to and them. They don't like, fall out book. of your ears. They don't fall out of your ears. <laughs> you can just throw them around your neck when you're not using them. And I like I didn't I had them around my neck like my whole travel experience. But um I love them. And like I'm not gonna lie, like they give you a different pep in your step when you're wearing them down the street. I, I, I like really do want to get them, but they're for sure a fad. Like AirPods are so much more practical and like they're small and like they're easy to just throw in your bag. But like, yeah, right now they're in again. And like, I think I'm going to do it. <laughs> I love mine. I'll send you which ones I have because mine, like uh, the batteries actually are they insane. Bluetooth. Yeah, they're Bluetooth. Okay. And they're so great. The second you turn them on, they automatically connect to your phone or whatever. Yeah. Once you go Bluetooth, you never go back. No, they're so good. Um. Okay. That, that's Finally, for our fitness slash wellness finally it's more of a wellness just keep on listening because the whole episode we talk a lot about your well-being and how herbs can help your well-being and which herbs you should you know integrate into your life we talk about eastern versus western medicine we talk about balancing your hormones um supplements and forms of different herbs um what to look for when buying herbs we really cover it all I think gut health we talk about too and skincare so yeah I this is definitely the episode that like if your hands are free pull up like a note in your phone or like a pen and paper because you're gonna want to try like so like I'm excited to re-listen to this one yeah so like you can write down everything. Honestly, Sam, yeah. I want to um, research further some of the stuff that she talked to us about. We won't keep you any longer. Yeah, that's it. Enjoy the episode. And please don't forget to share, rate, and subscribe to our podcast. And everybody follow us on TikTok. I'll stop reposting the stuff on Reels so you guys are forced to follow us on TikTok. So I'm Rochelle Robinette. I'm the founder of Pharmacon Supernatural in New York City, which is a company dedicated to the art of functional nature, which includes herbalism and plant-based solutions for lots of things. Can you tell us a little bit more about Pharmacon Supernatural and like why you started it, how you thought of the name and everything? Sure. So I started the company about nine years ago, and I was working in fashion, advertising, and marketing and strategy in the agency world, Mm. and I had always been very passionate about wellness and health and all the things that that means. 
And, you know, I was in New York and I was simultaneously feeling like I was satisfying this dream of mine, which was to move to New York and to work in fashion. And I was still very young. So I, I was a little bit surprised that I felt like, you know, I had had the opportunity to do some of these things and I didn't feel like I needed to do them for the rest of my life. And I was like, oh, wow, well, if fashion is not my whole life, then what is the rest of my life about? Right. And at the same time, the wellness industry was starting to pick up. And, you know, as New York is, there are so many early adopters and, you know, progressive um, people here and, and creative, you know, entrepreneurs. And as, as wellness be- was starting to become popular, I was, I was already doing, you know, so many of the things I was sober and raw and I had gone to Peru and had had ayahuasca and was a yogi and like all these things, but they were just for me. Like I was not, you know, trying to make a business out of that. It was just my life. It was who I was on the side. And Yet people knew, you know, that and they started to kind of come to me and say, can you teach me? Can you share with me? Can you coach me? Can you tell me what to eat? Can you tell me where to go on retreat? And long story short, you know, enough people were asking these things of me that I realized, you know, there was something to that. And I kind of acquiesced and was like, okay, I guess I'll, you know, what it felt like was come out of the closet. You know, I'll come out of the closet about these things that I really, I really am about but that I never wanted to share. It was just, you know, something that I, I thought was sort of private and personal. And I was even shy about it. And, you know, long story short, I, I started to write about all of the things that I was exploring. So I was going to sound baths and hypnotherapy and, you know, like I mentioned, psychedelic explorations and all these things. And also learning about early biohacking and wow. fasting and all that stuff. So I started to write about it and, and that picked up and then I, and you know, when were you walked. doing this? Like at what time were you doing this of your life? This was, like, so this was about, uh, yeah. So this was the, this was the day, like the days when blogging was a thing. Um, and this was the very beginning of supernatural for me. So it was about nine years ago. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, that definitely was the beginning. I feel like this stuff kind of got super popular more recently. Yeah, exactly. And and part of you're right. And and part of what I was sensing at that time was that there wasn't a place where you could go and it was like it was even a nice website where you could read about these things. And herbalism was super super niche, right? And so I was like, well. I'm going to start by writing and launching a, you know, a sort of fashionable website where you can read about these things and, you know, grow from there. And, you know, around that same time, I think it was before then, but I didn't know them, you know, Mind, Body, Green and Wall and Good were getting started. And, you know, there just, there were no places to go to like read about, you know, plant-based diets or intermittent fasting that weren't like I mean, I was on bodybuilding um, chat forums all the time learning about this. Bodybuilding, so, yeah, because they're very early with like the, with like macros and fasting and supplements and and biohacking. And so I was in you know weird chat rooms with like herbalists one day and bodybuilders another, and um, wow. kind of cobbling this information together. Yeah. So you really like created a space where like you could centralize all of this. Yeah. Was, was there anything specifically that made you super into wellness and whatnot? Like you said, you were practicing all of these wellness rituals prior to starting your own business. Um, but it was more of a personal thing. Like, was there anything specifically that happened in your life that made you shift to be super into your health and wellness? Or was it kind of something that like was always really important to you? Yeah. Cause like, you went from agent working in an agency, which like from my understanding is super fast paced. Yes, it is. And like very corporate, <laughs> long hours, like oh, very yeah. demanding, very different personality types, like within the environment. Oh yeah. Super, super intense. All I did was worked. Um, right. I love it. Like I have a pretty intense personality myself and I can work, you know, more than I should. And so you know, having moved to New York City and wanting to work in fashion, getting into an agency and just grinding and, and literally being able to work with people that I like had pinned up on my wall in, in college and said, like, it's, you know, these are my inspirations. And 
Um, and then I got to work with them. And so the fact that all I was doing was working was very much okay with me. Um, but you're right. I drank a ton of coffee, smoked a lot of cigarettes and worked really long hours. Um, but back up to like being very young, you know, I grew up in a, in a, in homes, my parents were divorced, but I grew up in environments that were very health aware. So we knew what it was like to grow our own food, uh, to take supplements, to be able to inquire about our symptoms. And so, you know, if you feel a certain way, you have a certain symptom, not what's the medicine for that, but what does it mean? What's causing it? you know, and just kind of having these, these unique, um, or not unique, but they're, they're less common these days. And, Mm -hmm. you know, what it is, is a, is a healthy relationship with your body and your mind and also understanding it as this sort of tool that you need to take care of. So I was very aware of all that stuff when I was young. And for me, part of it was just a way of life. You know, it's very hard. I find that, you know, when you're, when you learn these things, it gets harder and harder not to practice them because you understand the implications of what you're eating and drinking and, you know, sleeping or not sleeping. Like it's harder and harder to go against that grain when you know, it's, you know, it's going to make you feel unwell. Yeah. Yeah. Almost um, like ignorance is bliss. Like if you don't yeah. know what you're like, yeah, what you're doing or the harm totally. that you're causing, like you're going to keep doing it. But like once you're, I guess you open your eyes, like it's harder to continue those habits. Yeah, it's, it's totally true. That's, you know, that's what I find personally. And, you know, so I maintained a lot of them. And and like I said, it wasn't, I wasn't 100% all the time. And, you know, I think people have asked me, well, what was your healing journey? And what was the thing that, you know, made you get on this sort of path? And I, you know, I've purposely like, you'll, you, you may not have noticed, but it's never been in my bio, you know, that I have a healing journey. And I, have no criticism for for people who do have that as a big part of their story but I just find that everybody is everybody's on a healing journey and it's a spectrum and I definitely have mine um and I don't choose to and I, I'm happy to talk about them at any point if somebody asks but I don't choose to like make them a very central part of my story because I just feel like again we're all on healing journeys and um And it's just a, you know, it's, it is a spectrum. So anyway, there was no single thing that set me on this path. Um, But, you know, as I grew, grew older, I grew out of what I learned from my parents and into my own practices, Mm -hmm. which included a lot of kind of spiritual and and mystical explorations. And, um, and then just like incessant studying, you know, I started when I was in probably my, probably my teenage years, uh, trying to educate myself on pretty much anything I get my hands on in terms of herbalism, plant-based wellness, psychology, <laughs> you name it. And, and I'm still, I'm still nonstop, you know, now I'm in a, I'm in a class every week and it just doesn't end. So I would say it's, it's very clearly just part of who I am and what I'm fascinated by. And just to round that out quickly, I would say that for me personally, the sort of through line and everything that I learn and everything that I practice is that it's, uh, it all comes back to nature in some way, you know, yeah. and, and us being these organic, uh, ecosystems and we, you know, we're in, in the world, which is, which is an, is also, you know, an environment where an environment and it's this sort of, um, relationship that I find to be the most fascinating. Yeah. It's, it's who I am really. I mean, it's who I am for now. Who knows? Maybe like fashion will yeah. <laughs> take a turn. Right. right. Um, what are your thoughts on, um, like Eastern versus Western medicine? And do you think that you can heal, heal yourself with like herbs and natural remedies? Um, like what are your opinions on that? Sure. Absolutely. Um, so in terms of like traditional, I would refer to traditional medicine as the way to, uh, encompass all of the natural sort of plant-based approaches that the world uses. So not just Eastern, but like global, mm-hmm. um, you know, we could call that herbalism if you want or traditional medicine. And then there's like modern or Western medicine. Um, I, I'm, I'm in favor of both. I think that both are very important and I, 
do see us on a path to both being able to work together in the future. Um, can you heal yourself with herbs? Absolutely. Yes. Can you always heal yourself with herbs? No. Right. <laughs> you know, um, things have their place. Surgery has its place. Antibiotics have their place. Um, vaccines have their place. It's controversial as that can be. Um, there are times and places for certain things and not all modern medicine is, you know, is, um, problematic, but the modern medical system tends to be really problematic for a lot of people, you know, and I would say one of the things that I end up doing a lot with my clients is treating them like a whole system. When the rest of the system doesn't, right? Because we're so specialized. So the gastroenterologist thinks that it's a gut health issue, and you know the so and so thinks it's the issue that they specialize in, and on and on. And right, yeah, I feel like having a balance of like both are really important, and that's why I think it's good to get opinions from both sides because yeah. an Eastern medicine doctor is gonna look at things one way and one way only and a western is going to look at things one way and one way only so I think it's always important to kind of look at both things and when your body's telling you something don't only resort to oh let me get a prescription for this and think about Mm -hmm. other ways you could heal yourself what are some herbs generally speaking that people should be taking daily or integrating into their lives um And what are some easy ways to integrate them into your life, whether it's, you know, adding it to your food, adding it to a tea, like, what do you recommend? Yeah, so I would say that I recommend for most people, especially if they're, you know, starting with herbs to be working with, well, first of all, always, it's always the vegetables first, like eating more plants is the number one way that we can you know, have more health basically. Um, and so then, you know, with if, diet? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Um, and that, that's the first thing I do with every person that I work with ever is, is work through nutritional practices, like survey their diet. Yes, definitely. And any herbalist will do that as well. Like no herbalist is no, no good herbalist is going to give you herbs without, uh, addressing first nutrition and lifestyle you know, when we fix those things, like hormone balance is a perfect example. Diet and lifestyle are such a huge, huge part of hormone balance Mm -hmm. that, you know, when you, when you resolve that, you may only need like one herb afterward, you know, as opposed to you walk in and feel like you need 25 herbs, right? (laughs) you know? So always, it's always food first. Um, and then I think that um, anti-inflammatory herbs tend to be a really good, like, staple for people. So something like turmeric. Okay. And turmeric is really easy to work with, right? You can do powder, capsule. Um, those are the most common. You find it in tincture form, but that's not really necessary. And then I'm a big fan of functional mushrooms. I think those are also, like, just so broad spectrum beneficial and easy to work with you know you get a blend of like five or seven or ten different functional mushrooms and use those you know consistently you're supporting brain health and immunity gut health energy levels mood oh wow Um, i need all of this they're so they're they're mushrooms are amazing and and they're one of those ones that i can say you know most people tolerate them really well so it's generally safe and yeah mushrooms are incredible so just incorporating mushrooms into your diet like have these benefits yeah so these the well yes they do but i would say at this point i'm talking more of about a supplement so getting like the reishi mushrooms and stuff like Mm -hmm. okay what is that i used to get this (laughs) these packs um i forgot the brand but it was like I actually heard it on a podcast and I ordered them to try them. It was like reishi mushroom and different adaptogens in like a powder form. And they would probably four sigmatic four sigmatic. Yes. Wait. And how do you take them in like water? You could put it in hot water and you can make like a matcha latte or like a hot chocolate. No, they taste so good. Do they have a flavor? Yeah. They don't taste like mushrooms. They don't taste like mushrooms. (laughs) I'm sitting here thinking that it's going (laughs) to taste like mushrooms. No, I thought you were talking about like, 
Like shiitake mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, and like caramelized mushrooms. Like I'm like, oh my god, great! I can totally do that. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to tell anybody not to eat mushrooms, right. but when we're when you want the like the like medicinal, you know, function. Yeah, I do. That's right. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm glad I clarified that one. Hopefully there's somebody <laughs> else out there who was on the same brain path as I was. What is the difference between an adaptogen and an herb or and, and is there a difference? There is a difference and that is a fantastic question. Um so in herbalism or in the world, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of plants that are medicinal and the way that we organize them is by categories and we put them in categories based on how they affect us so a nervine herb works on the nervous system a sedative makes us sleepy an anxiolytic is anti-anxiety so there's all these different categories yeah and one category is adaptogen and, and that category has about 20 herbs in it, not more. It's a small category, very small. That category of herbs are herbs that work generally in the body. So overall, they're not specific. They work overall to help our bodies return to their best normal. So that means you're recovering from stress well, handling stress well, like in the moments, and your body is returning to this like, you know, homeostasis Mm -hmm. and what's happened and i and i give credit mostly to moon juice for this um okay yeah we love moon juice for putting the term adaptogen so you know into the main into the mainstream into the wellness mainstream and um the only like the only downside is that the marketing you know arm of of basically every company that's Mm -hmm. related to herbs it's like, oh, adaptogens help you um, deal with stress. And the whole world went, yes, please. All I yeah, need is adaptogens. we're all stressed. <laughs> Give me everything. Right. Exactly. So you can't blame, you know, anybody necessarily. But it's, it's gen- and, then, and then what happened is a whole bunch of herbs were called adaptogens that are not adaptogens. Like matcha is not an adaptogen. Neither is turmeric. Neither is maca. And what happened is everybody started to think, okay, adaptogen just means herb. Yeah. And as you as you know now, no adaptogen is referring to a handful of herbs, and there are thousands of others that do different things. And like, is there? Because I always am curious about this. Because like, my dad is a huge fan of oregano, and. Mm-hmm. Um, He'll, he has it like in pill form where like, I mean, he'll also like try and put it on every single salad. Um, but is there a difference in the, the method in which you ingest your herbs? A lot of the time supplements will get a lot of hate and they're like majority. If you're taking a bunch of supplements and vitamins and pills in pill form, Mm -hmm. you're just going to end up peeing it all out. Um, is there a difference in like having it in a pill form, having it in a tea or a beverage, like the uh, Four Sigmatic powders, in which method do you absorb the most from the herb, I guess? Does it matter? Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it can matter for sure. Um, there, there are a couple points there that I would mention. The, the great thing about herbs is that they're, they're full spectrum. Right. So just like you know, if we use CBD on its own, it's not as effective as if we use CBD that's still paired with THC, like in the whole plant form, right? Right. Or if we use vitamin C by itself, it's not as effective as if we eat something that has vitamin C in it and all of the other like hundreds of compounds that are in plants. So if you're drinking a tea or you're using an herbal supplement, you're already getting something that's more absorbable than an isolated like vitamin. So there's that. Then there are a lot of different formats of herbs, right? So there's tinctures, which is the dropper bottle format. There are capsules, powders. You can eat it like your dad with oregano. And those are all great. They just tend to be, some are more concentrated than others. Okay, so there is a di- yeah. yeah, so there is a difference in the way that you consume the herb mm-hmm. and like how much of its benefits you're going to get. Interesting. So. Okay. Yeah. And 
in terms of the source of where you're getting your herbs from. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause like, I think the same goes for supplements. Like if you're just walking into a Dwayne Reed and buying the cheapest brand yeah. mm-hmm. um, or swiping up on Instagram. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, like how, what are some things that I guess you should always look for or vice versa, like red flags Not, yeah. um, that you wouldn't want in mm-hmm. a supplement form of an herb, um, I guess. Yeah. So, you know, I'm sure Dwayne Reed is trying, but if you're just going for like the drugstore brand or something like that, it's, it's more likely than not that it'll be a waste of your money. Um, it's, it's, I always recommend that people apply the same criteria to herb shopping or supplement shopping that they do to their food. Okay. Interesting. So that's just like a good rule of thumb, like mm-hmm. apply the same to your herbs and supplements that you would to your groceries. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, okay. And then I guess getting a little bit into more specifics, um, gut health is a huge buzzword right now. And I feel like everyone's trying to improve their gut health and looking into it more. Um, can herbs help with improving your gut health and which herbs specifically? Yes, herbs can help in such a big way. I work with gut health all the time. You know, if there's if there's one system that affects, you know, the entire body more than any other system, it might be the gut. Like more than the brain, more than wow. the nervous system because it's it is the center. Like the the gut the gut is driving neurochemicals in a lot of ways. It's driving immune system response. Mm-hmm. It's totally intricate in I'm so excited. I'm like (laughs) bumbling my words. It's totally (laughs) like interlinked and interconnected with the nervous system. The things that I tend to recommend when I'm doing like a gut healing protocol with people are, you know, obviously food first, uh, great probiotics. Then you get prebiotics, which are fiber and starch. And you can get those from a lot of like herbal roots. You get that from your diet. You get it from mushrooms. You get it from turmeric. Um, turmeric is actually great for gut health as well. And then you get herbs that I would say the next most important um, kind of category are digestive herbal bitters. And these help to improve digestion and absorption. And then there are also herbs that help to heal the gut. So something like plantain leaf or catnip or marshmallow or aloe. These things will help. Interesting. What is catnip (laughs) and marshmallow? So marshmallow root is, is the, um, is a plant that's like, it's like slippery, slimy, kind of like, um, kind of like aloe vera and like flax and chia. So all those things that are like slippery, slimy, those tend to be really good for gut health. Um, And then catnip, I mean, you know about cats and catnip, right? Yeah. Yeah. But like same plant. (laughs) <laughs> oh, so it's really it's great for sleep, and then it's really good for gut health. Okay, interesting. Um, yeah, we actually use catnip in in our digestion gummies for that reason. Um, oh, so you can take so, these things in like gummy form. Yes, gummy form teas, tinctures. Some of them would be like food, right? Like aloe would be food or juice. Okay. Um, what about the the bitters that you mentioned? What do how do yeah. those come? So bitters are usually in the tincture form. So, you know, okay. when you go to a bar and there's like bitters, like, yeah, bitters that's what soda. I was thinking. Of. I was thinking the same. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Well, you're, you're not wrong. That's, that's the same thing. The only difference is that usually at bars now, that's just like a, um, there are no real herbs in those bitters. They're just flavor and color. Okay. And then also in terms of, cause most of our, a lot of our listeners, I'm not going to say all, um, are female and in terms of young women and as well as older women dealing with hormone imbalance what are some herbs that can help balance your hormones out yeah or even like when you have your period like are there certain herbs Mm -hmm. that you should be taking because like I know they say like okay eat iron like when you're on your period right whatever yeah you know so the first thing I'll say is I'll just I, I have to shamelessly plug our hormone balance class because I, I basically took your, and you're hitting on these main, main topics, right? Like gut health, hormone balance, 
uh, and so many others, skin, sleep. Anyway, you know, the reason that I recommend that is because right now, you know, I can tell you some of the herbs that I really like to use for hormone balance, but they're going to be different depending on somebody's situation. And yeah, so you, that makes you, sense. Yeah. So you want to, you want to either work with somebody or take a class or kind of understand like, this is my situation. And so therefore this is what I need to do. Because if I told you, you know, to use an herb that's going to increase estrogen and that will help you, it may not help, you know, the person next to you because they have too much estrogen, you know? Right. So how do you measure that? Like say, you know, somebody you're going to recommend more estrogen, but then the girl next to her like has too much estrogen, like, and you need to balance it out with something else. Like, how are you gauging that? Yeah. So it's, you can do a lot with symptoms, right? So what symptoms are you experiencing and when, um, there are really, really good hormone tests as well. So I work with a company called base and I can send you a link if you want to link it later, but base yeah, allows definitely. people to do like at home testing. So you can do your own like finger prick and send it in and then understand where your hormones are. That's the best way is to test. Um, there's another test called the Dutch test, which is very expensive, but very good. Um, I just actually finished taking that for the first time ever this last month. And then you'll have a better idea of what you're working with and you can choose from some of these herbs and there are so many, but like I mentioned, you know, it just sort of depends. For example, um, there's a blend that's very common for menopause and perimenopause and you know, even, even younger, you know, stages of life, but especially later on. And it's a blend of, um, Vitex is one of the herbs, motherwort, sage, licorice, and black cohosh. That's kind of like this classic formula formula that helps so many people with hot flashes and insomnia and all these different things. And then if you're younger and you have like cystic acne, mm-hmm. then one of my favorite combinations is, um, sorry, let me back that up. If you're younger and you have hormonal acne, um, PMS, irregular periods, uh, you know, in some of these like standard, my hormones are clearly out of whack symptoms and maybe don't know what your levels are, then I tend to use, again, the same herb, Vitex with black cohosh, and then lots of liver support. So this is the, Mm. this is the like tidbit that a lot of people don't realize, but if you support your liver, your liver is detoxifying hormones out of your blood. You support your liver, you're going to help balance your hormones. Wow. And you could do only that and it's going to help. So what are some ways that you can detoxify your liver? Um, so what I would say is, you know, we're helping to support liver function. So, you know, your liver's always detoxifying your body. It does it 24 seven. Um, the first best way to improve that process is to not give it more work to do. So drink less alcohol, drink less caffeine, eat better, sleep more, you know, these kinds of things, like don't put more in that has to deal with, um, And then you can support its function with herbs like dandelion root and milk thistle. Okay. Really good one. So that would be good for a hangover. Uh, Yes. Yep. And And you take take it before. And the night before. Yep. Yep. Interesting. And is it commonly? Mm -hmm. I've seen it in tea. Is it? Is that how it's commonly? Taken Uh, or you? So with milk thistle, it's kind of a special one. You actually want it as a concentrated extract. So it's called Silymarin. Uh, so you want it in a capsule format. Wait, so it's okay. called something different in a different format? Um, yes, because, so here's another example. Turmeric is the whole plant. Yeah. The, and, the, and the plant, basically all plants have like hundreds of active compounds in them. And so from turmeric, we are often after curcumin. That's the concentrated extract out of turmeric, but it's not the whole plant, which is why if you combine it with, you know, turmeric as a whole plant or black pepper, it's more absorbable or vitamin C again is like one extract from whatever, a strawberry, but you can also extract anthocyanins or, you know, fiber, like prebiotics. So 
uh, silymarin from milk thistle is one of the active compounds that's oh. been really well studied. Yeah, and they know that it works well. Uh, and so that's why. Interesting. Yeah. And then is there other ways, like, I think, especially now when people talk about skincare, even like body care, like creams and body serums and whatnot, is there um, certain skincare products, whether it's facial skincare or body skincare um that have herbs in them that are good for, let's say, hydrating your skin or um, nourishing, moisturizing, and do they tend to come in like an oil form? Um, I would say that's a couple different kind of um, points there. So in terms of like herbs for skin health, I, that's, another, that's, prob- that's one of the most common questions that I get. Uh, so I definitely have a, a whole class on that. And it's similar to the hormone balance, right? Where you're going to want to go in and say, well, this right. is who I am and what, I, you know, what I'm dealing with. And so I need this kind of information. But your point about are there different herbs that help with skin? 100% absolutely yes. And okay. sort of like hormone balance, different ones do different things. It can be hydrating or toning or lightening or, um, you know, all like all these different things. So. Uh, I think it's, we, we could probably talk for an hour just about that. So right. I, would, I would say people should check out the class. And So I think now we're going to get into a few rapid fire questions that'll get a little bit more into the specifics. Um, so I guess starting off, uh, the best herbs for sleep and versus the best herbs for energy. Cool. So for sleep, you want a sedative. Let's say catnip. Go back okay. to catnip. Okay. Or hops. Or okay. hops. Okay. And then for energy, go for rhodiola. rhodiola. Okay, rhodiola. Yeah. Okay. That's an adaptogen. Okay. And then any herbal aphrodisiacs or that are good for like yeah. sexual health. Yeah, there are so many. Um, so I'll give you a common one and then a less common one. So a common one is maca. Oh, interesting. I always put that in my smoothies. Do you? <laughs> yeah. That's good. <laughs> That's good. So you're, you're drinking aphrodisiacs in the morning on your <laughs> right, way to Bright work? and early. <laughs> um, and then this one, which everybody will know is an aphrodisiac just based on the name. So horny goat weed. I'm oh my dead. god, that is so funny! Wait, a horny goat wheat, weed, weed. weed. <laughs> oh my god, that gives me so many weird visuals. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> thoughts or opinions on microdosing? Uh, big fan. I think it's fantastic, and I am totally enthusiastic about. The well, I would say I'm enthusiastic about you know all the progress that's being made with legalizing psychedelics. Um, you know, I hope it ends up in a great place, but if more people have more access to these things, then that's generally a good thing. The, the research on whether or not psychedelics are um, helpful for so many of these situations is fairly uh, irrefutable, they're incredible. The research on microdosing is not totally convincing, but I personally do it. And I think that, you know, any amount of these substances in, in your system, depending on your relationship with substances and systems, right. um, can be a really good idea. So I'm a fan. Wow. Okay. Best experience with um, a psychedelic. <laughs> oh, gosh. Let's see. I... So totally honestly, I... I'm sorry, this wasn't as rapid fire, but I had to ask. <laughs> That's okay. That's totally fine. I'm happy to talk about it. Very long story short. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hate being high in any form. So, you know, with high dose psychedelics, which I have a lot of, ex- well, I have experience with ayahuasca, San Pedro, psilocybin, like many ceremonies of those plants, which are very strong, um, the experiences themselves were not enjoyable. However, the after effects of things like those and what they can do to your brain and your system are incredible. 
So some people have a great experience and they get great effects. Some people go through hell and have, you know, great effects. And some people go through hell and like, don't ever do it again. So it depends. But I would say I don't have experiences where like I, I have the, you know, I, I have mushrooms or um, San Pedro or whatever it is and like have a great time. Um, however, they have been extremely therapeutic. And then on a microdosing, from a microdosing standpoint, when you're microdosing, you should not feel them at all. And that's the So you feel normal? You should feel nothing. They're, it's technically sub-perceptual. So they're working oh. so much in the background. If you feel it and you're like, I feel good, like I'm having a good time, things are a little sparkly, mm-hmm. that's, not a, that's not a microdose. <laughs> Got it. Um, which is fine. Like you wow. can have whatever dose you want. But technically a microdose is running in the background. It should be sub-perceptual. And over time, people will realize like, oh, wow, I'm less anxious. Right. I'm more sociable. Like I'm more creative. But if you're just getting like, you know, a little a little high, then, then that's what you're doing. And that's, again, that's completely fine, but it's not, not a microdose. So. Okay. So very positive thoughts and opinions. I, so I've heard like so many people say it, like he literally healed their anxiety and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. people say really good things. Okay. And then to just bring it home to New York a little bit, any favorite <laughs> neighborhood in New York? So gosh, I mean, I have, it's kind of a toss up. I, I think that the West Village is like the most New York, New York neighborhood. And I love anytime I'm there. I just love being there. I don't live there. I don't work there anymore. Like, (laughs) but it's just like a place that's so, it's so charming. Yeah. Um, and then like, it's fresh in my mind because we went yesterday. I, I love Brooklyn. I live in Bed-Stuy. Uh, but we were out dancing in, I guess it's technically Ridgewood and like the best scene, you know, the, the, the craziest people outside, sweaty, hot summer day, like so New York um, and such a different, like such a different scene. So I definitely do both. Like we do that and then we go to the opera. So I don't know. (laughs) You do a little bit of everything. (laughs) And that's the beauty of New York. Exactly. I was just going to say, you can literally get every type of person every scene you want you yes can... thank you so much for joining us tell our My listeners pleasure. where they can find you yes uh yes it's so it's all on our website which is you supernatural.com it's the letter u the letter r supernatural.com and then i'm on instagram rochelle robinette on instagram yeah you'll find it all there sign up for the newsletter and stay tuned for when we're when we do this again do you know